Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. As always, we're presented by DraftKings. Got a Brant's rant for you. I know a lot of people waiting for this because I've been on fire uh, on Twitter. I've just been all over this John Gruden thing, not because I'm bragging. I just feel like this is right at my wheelhouse to show the power structure of the NFL and how business really works behind the scenes. I'm going to rant about that coming up with a big one. I have some other rants. I think it's fascinating what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. I'll rant about that. And then some thoughts about Kyrie Irving, the vaccination issue in the NBA as well. All that coming up on a special edition of Brands Rants. First, a word from LinkedIn Talent Solutions. We know small business owners are busier than ever. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier. Get the candidates you want to interview. Get them faster, and it's free. So you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. Reach the network that has over 770 million people. You can get the candidates you want, the skills you need, the experience you need. Use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs. Filter and prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs the number one site in delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million seekers of jobs visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash BOS. That's business of sports. LinkedIn.com slash BOS. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Brant's rants, John Gruden. Okay. Here's what I want to say about it. What people still don't know about this is this John Gruden was ensnared in something that has completely no direct. uh, Let me say that again. John Gruden was ensnared in an investigation into a workplace that has nothing to do with the Las Vegas Raiders, has nothing to do with ESPN, where he was employed at the time of these emails, has everything to do with one of the 32 NFL franchises, that one being the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. There has been an investigation into the workplace of that team over the past couple of years, there has already been some discipline accorded to owner Daniel Snyder in the form of a $10 million fine. And what's come out of it is a transfer of management of the team, not from Daniel Snyder, but to his wife. That's what's happened so far in the background has been this report that is coming from attorney Beth Wilkinson that we have not seen. Now, the NFL is big on reports. We've seen the Mueller report about Ray Rice. We've seen the Wells report about Deflategate. Back in the day in baseball, we had the Dowd report that ensnared Pete Rose and still keeps him out of baseball. With this, we have been waiting for the Wilkinson report. We have been waiting for something to say, this is what happened in Washington. Instead, what we get is John Gruden's email first from 10 years ago, and then a few more in the interim period between 2011 and I believe 2017. What happens next is John Gruden is fired. Don't believe that he resigned. Of course he's fired, and I'll get into what goes on behind the scenes with that. But I think it's interesting that the NFL owners, the power brokers, the people who make the rules run the league and still have this 
I don't know what the word is. I'm getting a lot of emails and texts and tweetbacks about mafia-like. And I'll explain what that is, but it feels like they're doing things, they're marionetting this whole situation where John Gruden has become the sacrificial lamb. I have referred to that word a lot this week. John Gruden was sacrificed for the greater good. I don't know what that greater good is, but I think we're going to find out. I hope we're going to find out. And I hope we have more transparency from NFL owners about what is really going on. So to review, last week, an email comes out that's racist and antagonistic towards NFLPA, NFL Players Association head, DeMaurice Smith. DeMaurice Smith has now overseen two collective bargaining agreement negotiations that have, and I've been on the record with this very much in both cases, been team-friendly, owner-friendly collective bargaining agreements slanted in favor of management. I know everyone says players will never strike, blah, blah, blah. Of course, they got to accept the deal. Well, if that was true, then it doesn't matter who's the NFL head head leader. They're just going to give in, which I think is a wrong way to look at things. Anyway, this comes out, I believe, Thursday. And, and guess what? On Friday, there's a vote to reelect and keep in power DeMaurice Smith. So an email from 10 years ago appears out of nowhere on an investigation into a Washington football club about a coach of the Raiders who at the time of the email was a broadcaster for Monday Night Football on ESPN about a person whose job is up for bid that day. Somebody somewhere put out that leak, I suppose, to help DeMaurice Smith. The timing cannot be coincidental. It cannot be. So something happened where the vote for DeMaurice Smith was important enough for someone to leak out something that would be very empathetic and sympathetic towards DeMaurice Smith. It's unfortunate. It's terrible that he had to see that and his family. But again, NFL owners, things don't happen without reasons. There's agendas. We know this. Everyone knows this. So we get something last week that is vile about DeMaurice Smith whose re-election is up that day, who gets re-elected by the minimum number of votes, who knows if one or two votes were affected by that email. Then through the weekend, we start getting a few more drip, drip, drips. John Gruden has an antagonist, a terrible uh, email about Roger Goodell. He has uh, misogynistic emails. He has emails about social causes, making fun of those. He has exchanged pictures of topless cheerleaders. And all of a sudden, the drumbeat is too loud for NFL owners, or specifically the owner of the Raiders, to ignore. And John Gruden, as I say, is sacrificed. And let me just be clear, I've been tweeting this all week. What he did was repugnant. What he did was repulsive. What he said was, was vile and needs to be disciplined. But but let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here. There are 650,000 emails. As far as we know, about four or five have been released from one person who has had no connection 
to the Washington football team other than his brother coached there. And he had a friend, Bruce Allen, in the front office. So what's going on here? He's the sacrificial lamb. I think, I hope this is the beginning of disclosure about these emails and this investigation, not the end. I feel like there's people in charge who want it to be the end. And maybe they're not thinking ahead. Like, of course, the public, the fans are going to want to know more. But maybe they think, oh, we'll move on. We, the media, the fans, the public, because the NFL always has a dramatic story. We're in week two of failures by coaches in leadership positions with Urban Meyer last week. And everyone in the NFL is probably thinking they'll move on. And maybe they're right. And maybe we look back in weeks and months and say, oh, yeah, remember those John Gruden emails? Oh, yeah, what happened with that Washington? Oh, something happened. Okay, it's all right. But you know what's going on out there now. The group, the lawyers representing the women that were aggrieved in the toxic workplace and sexual harassment culture of the Washington football team put out a note saying, hey, John Gruden being sacrificed doesn't help us. What are you doing for us? And then, of course, they're appealing to the sponsors of the Washington team because the sponsors were involved in the name change and maybe the sponsors can get involved to affect change here. But I think there's a slippery slope here. What happens if we find emails from team executives and, God forbid, owners in similar language as John Gruden? Racist, misogynistic, homophobic, exchanging pictures of naked women. Okay. Do they get fired? Do they get fired? Because to me, as a lawyer, everything is precedent. We've got precedent now. And then John Gruden's name is taken off the Ring of Honor in Tampa. Really? For something he did way before all this? Again, precedent. Is Tampa going to take names off the Ring of Honor if they find out they go through all those names up there and they did something? They tweeted something? They said something in the past? I just think we're going down a rabbit hole here. And that doesn't mean, you know, we're repulsed by what John Gruden did. And, and yes, people talking about a culture. Yes, probably. I never saw it in Green Bay. And I never saw John Gruden like that. I worked with John Gruden at ESPN. I would be involved in some of the Monday night football planning with him and Mike Tirico. They would ask for information on what was going on, especially with the lockout, all those kind of things. I never saw it. I saw great. I saw John Gruden like as much as anyone in those ESPN meetings just stir up the energy. He would start talking about a player and on and on. And then he, his voice would rise. His energy would rise. He would get up. He would gesticulate. That was Gruden. It was crazy. Sometimes you got, it's like a preacher. The whole room was getting involved in it. He loved talking about players, as you've seen from those Gruden uh, sit downs on ESPN. And when he got a player he really loved, like, a you know, I remember Cam Newton. Oh, he loved Cam Newton. And he would just go on and on, like, look at this play, look at that play, look how tough he is. Um, so all those kind of things, you know, we would see from John Gruden. So I never saw that. Of course, I never saw that. Um, but again, we don't know people. I've learned in this business. I really have. You just don't know people. You know, uh, there's Gabriel Garcia Marquez quote, which I always think about. 
we all have our public lives, our private lives, and our secret lives. I think that's an interesting quote. Okay, so where are we? John Gruden's gone. You know, Mark Davis, of course, it's a resignation. But Mark Davis asked about it yesterday at the Raiders practice, said, don't ask me, ask the league, which tells me they told Mark Davis, fire him, which, of course, is now resignation. But John Gruden had, say, $50 million left on that contract if reports about the $100 million are true. Do you think he's walking away with zero? No, of course not. A resignation should mean that, but no. They said, all right, John, you're going to go. And he said, fine, I know a lot of these emails. I know, I know where the bodies are buried. And they probably said, well, we'll give you, pick a number, $20 million to go away and not talk about it and structured payments to make sure you don't talk about it. I just think there's a lot going on here. And the fact is, I just mentioned this before, transparency breeds trust. There's no transparency here about this 650,000 emails about this issue, about why we're not hearing anything about the Washington team and we're hearing everything about a coach of the Raiders who's been deposed. What, what... (laughs) So transparency breeds trust. We don't have that here. And, the, and the, the opposite of that breeds this kind of these comments I get about the NFL owners being kind of a mafia. Like it's just there's a code and they're not going to turn on Daniel Snyder and they're not going to turn on other people affected in these emails. But they'll sacrifice Gruden. Coaches are expendable unless the coaches are in good graces. <laughs> but, they're, but this guy's not clearly. And now everyone piles on Gruden. Listen, again, sometimes I just feel like I got to keep saying this. What he did was repugnant. But I just think it's interesting. A lot of people are coming out piling on Gruden about, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew he was like that. I'm like, come on. You never said a crossword about Gruden until a week ago, and now you knew he was like it? I, I just lose, you know, to me, you lose credibility with those kind of things. So where we are, well, there'll be a drumbeat as I've been doing to sort of see more, but NFL owners probably know, and I'm not sure they're right, but they probably know this will, there'll be some other scandal next week. <laughs> there'll be something else to talk about. And the games, of course, now the Monday night game got hijacked by this news because of the timing, but there's always games. There's always games. There's tonight, you know, the Eagles and the Bucks, which I'll be streaming for on Twitch. Please come to my Twitch stream, Andrew Brandt Live, please do. But the NFL owners know that. There's always drama. I said this this week, the NFL is full of intrigue, drama, and interest. And then there are the games. <laughs> you know, the games are just a storefront for this crazy business. Okay. I, 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 you know, I've been talking, tweeting, writing a lot about this Gruden thing. I just think that he's been sacrificed. And it's unfortunate for him and his family, not unfortunate that he did those things. Do I think there could have been sanctions beyond sacrificing him and putting him in a trap door where he'll never face the light of day again? Yes. Yes. Because what are the sanctions for these other things? You know, the owner of the Carolina Panthers was pushed out for, I guess, some kind of foot fetishes or giving a back rub in the office. I mean, he's gone. He, he was trapdoored. What's going on in Washington? You know, we hear about junkets for cheerleaders that asked to do unsavory things with, 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 with 
some of their business people. I mean, please, let's hear about that. What are the sanctions for that? So again, not defending John Gruden, but wondering if we go on a slippery slope and he has been sacrificed for the greater good. Hopefully we find out what that greater good is, but the greater good in my mind is he is easy collateral damage. The other stuff we'll find out. We want to protect, protect the membership, the bigger picture beyond John Gruden. All right. I want to get to more rants. First, a word from Keeps. Did you know two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35 and only and more than 50 million men in this country have male pattern baldness? Now you can get Keeps. They offer a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They have discreet packaging, proven results, a convenient virtual doctor, medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Prevention is key. And treatments can take four to six months, so act fast. If you're ready to take action, truly prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BOS. That's business of sports. Receive your first month of treatment for free to keeps.com slash BOS. Get your first month free, keeps.com slash BOS. Okay, now I want to talk about a what I think a brilliant move by the Philadelphia 76ers in the business of sports taking a negative in contract negotiations and turning it into a positive that has worked out to get the player back. Okay, so Ben Simmons negotiates a max extension a couple years ago with the Sixers. Everybody's happy. He's here. We, we, I say we, I'm a Sixers fan. We have Embiid. We have Simmons. We have these two transcendental players for the future. Now, Simmons has so much leverage two years ago that they give him this structure of a contract where he gets four installments throughout the year. So he got, so say he gets 30, I don't know, 33, $34 million this year. And he gets 8.5 million in four installments. What's that add up to um, 34 million. So 8.5 in the summer, he got it. And the second 8.5 million comes October 1st. And the Sixers, looking at this contract, do what is, I think, the way to do it. They say, okay, we've heard from everyone. You don't want to be in Philly. You don't want to play for the Sixers. We've got our rights under the collective bargaining agreement to fine you, to, to not pay you for games, etc. Here's what we're going to do, Ben Simmons, Rich Paul agent. We're going to <laughs> take that $85 million, put it in escrow, which means you don't get it just to make sure you're here and you're an acting member of this team and you're along for, with the program. In other words, that 8.5 million is not yours, it's ours. And if you don't show up, we've got these fines from training camp and we potentially got 182nd for every game of pay and we'll take that out of the 8.5 million. And who knows, maybe we need that, second, that next 8.5 million that comes next year if you're still not here. So, Lo and behold, guess who shows up this week? Unannounced, outside, ready for his COVID test, Ben Simmons. He's back with the Sixers. There is no James Harden situation. Now, again, we don't know if he's going to hold in. We don't know if he's going to continue to be a pain. But the Sixers work this to their advantage. Because if there is going to be a trade, now the Sixers can wait for a better package. See if teams start out poor. See if teams have injuries. See if teams get desperate. To 
to make the deal that Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, has wanted all the time, which is a deal for what he, you know, despite all the shortcomings of Ben Simmons, which everyone points out about his shooting, three-time All-Star at age 25, and all the resume defensive player of the year candidate every year that people can put out about Ben Simmons. And by the way, the Sixers have a lot of shooters, right? They don't need Ben Simmons to shoot. They got shooters. And they got the post. And they got Embiid. So anyway, brilliant move by the Sixers. And they have um, played this well, in my mind. You know, what turned out, what looked like a real positive in contract negotiations for Ben Simmons turned out to be a negative. turned out to be taken to a positive for the Sixers. That eight, five million due in October one. Well, yeah, we're going to keep that Ben and mm, we'll take fines. We'll take any suspended money out of that. And we'll see you when you see you. <laughs> and guess what? They're seeing him. Brilliant. Turning a negative into a positive tactical decision in the business of 76ers basketball. <laughs> okay. I got one more rant. Let's first hear from AutoZone. You know about your car's interior. Seems as important as your exterior. That's because you spend most of your time in there. In October is fall car, car care month, so show your car some love with the help of AutoZone. Simple upgrades, seat covers, prevent spills, tears, rips, UV rays from ruining your upholstery. You can do all that. And if your car's smelling a locker room, yeah, mine can do that. AutoZone has the cleaning products you need to freshen up. We all spend a lot of time inside our vehicles, so make the most of it. Upgrade your ride. Need an upgrade fast? AutoZone has more ways to do it, however you want it, like free next-day delivery or free same-day store pickup. The choice is yours. Again, fall car car care month. Make AutoZone your one-stop interior shop for your car. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone. AutoZone. My final rant is about Kyrie Irving. Every time I hear Kyrie Irving talk, I find him kind of bright. I find him well-spoken. I find him thoughtful. You know, and I really, as I, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and others, I, I, I really like athletes who are thoughtful that talk about a lot more than their sport that seem to have thought things out. But I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> you know, So I don't know exactly what he's saying right now when he's talking about the vaccine, but you know, what he's saying, I guess we got out of that. He's not retiring, but you know, here's, here's an interesting situation in the business of sports. Again, the nets, he can't play for the nets at home or against the Knicks because of state mandates in New York. He could play in away games, but the nets are saying, no, no, if you're not going to be full time, don't show up, but we'll pay you. So if he's making pick a number 40 million, he's going to make, well, not exactly half because of the Knicks game. So he's going to make a 16, 17, 18 million for not being with the team. You know, again, you're probably thinking that's a good deal, right? Basically 18 million for a vacation. But listen, this is going to be interesting to watch whether the mandates fall away in New York or not. You know, Kyrie Irving is, is resolute about his stance on the vaccines. And I get it. I get it. And also get the nets here. Like we're all full time here. You can't be part time. You can't, you know, show up for a trip to Washington or a trip to Florida or a trip to Denver or a trip to Detroit. So I get it. 
And what's interesting about this is we sort of focus on the team and management, but what about the other players, including the two stars, Harden and Durant, who are good friends with Irving? You know, they have to support him, but they often have to support the team like, hey, you're not with us. So, again, nothing's black and white. We're not going to know whether Kyrie Irving is a player this year or not for a while, but it just seems like, you know, maybe it seems like this is everyone getting what they want, but it's going to be tenuous. You know, you feel like things could turn at any minute. So the Nets, I think, played this pretty well. You know, it's they're going to pay him half, uh, but he's going to play zero. Interesting to watch. Want to see what goes on with this one. Kyrie Irving makes an Instagram last night. Very interesting. Not sure exactly what he was saying. But again, I respect pro-choice, sure, with the vaccine, but I've had issues with it on team sports. You know, he's not a tennis player. He's not a golfer. Uh, Team sports, I talked about this with Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins and other players in football, uh, and the same thing in basketball. Um, So we'll see. Okay, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. Okay, lots to follow. I am twitching tonight. Go to Twitch. Uh, I will be doing my version of the Manning Cast on these Thursday night football games for Twitch. Uh, big good one tonight with the Bucks coming into Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I know a lot about those two teams, so I'll be talking through it. Please join me on my stream, Twitch, Andrew Brandt Live at twitch.com. Also, the newsletter. Please sign up. It's going to be lit this week. Andrew-Brandt.com is where you sign up for my weekly newsletter. Follow me on Twitter, Andrew Brandt. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Andrew Brandt Live. I'll do some, put out some of my teaching clips on Instagram. I'm sorry, not Andrew Brandt Live. Andrew Brandt 2 on Instagram. I do some Clubhouse. I uh, host a 9 a.m. Wednesday Clubhouse. Go to ADB719 on Clubhouse. And I think that's all. Column this week, all about the St. Louis, another big issue for the NFL, four-year litigation by the city of St. Louis against the NFL. I break it down in the column at Sports Illustrated. I think that's my content for the week. Hope you enjoy this. Hope you enjoy listening to me and my breakdown of the whole Gruden situation. Been produced by Brian Neal. Been our musical producer is my son, Sam Brandt. I hope you uh, give this podcast good rankings and comments. Really appreciate that. We're hopefully we meet one of a kind podcast. And I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.